you are the hardest person you will ever lead. You're going to lead a lot of difficult people, but you are going to be the most difficult person you ever lead. And here's why, because you can talk yourself into anything. Okay. And so we have to learn as re-leaders, as leaders in general, we have to learn how to really understand ourselves and understand our motives and understand all that's happening in our mind and in our soul and in our spirit, man. Hey, re-leaders, thanks for taking some time out of your busy schedule to listen or watch this podcast. I hope that it blesses you. I pray that it helps you be a better leader uh, and fix what you didn't break. Uh, It's an honor to be with you. Uh, If you can, mention this on social media. I camp out on Instagram at John Chasteen. No H, just J-O-N. I'd love to connect with you on there. Uh, Post about this and I will repost it. I will interact with you on social media. It'd be a joy to to interact with you there. Also, my book is out. On January the 16th, it came out. It's out. You got to grab a copy of it. It's called Releader how to fix what you didn't break. Just go to Amazon. You can grab it the quickest right from Amazon. Uh, If you can make a review, write a review on Amazon about the book. It helps uh, get it out there more, helps uh, advance it even more. And if you can write a review on this podcast. And uh, if you're on YouTube, subscribe, subscribe to this podcast. It's an honor to do this with you along the way. And so also I have a website called releader.co. On there, I write articles. I interact with the followers, those who subscribe. So you can follow along closer there if you like. In fact, the thing we want to talk about today is something I wrote about a few months ago. And it's something that I think is one of the most powerful things in the world. I know that's a very strong statement, very heavy statement, but it's one of the most powerful elixirs on the planet. Um, it's it's It can impact you in multiple areas of your life. Uh it has the power to build, I'm trying to tease you here. It has the power to build build, and the power to tear down. It, it, it can be impactful and it can also simultaneously be destructive. Um, if you achieve it, it has the power to make you healthy or sick. It has the power to make you rich or poor. Uh, it, can, it can make you very generous. It can also make you very greedy. It can make you better. And it can also make you worse. What are we talking about today? What I want to talk to you about is this word, this really powerful word, and it's a thirst for one thing. All right, you ready for it? It's the thirst for more, more. This word more is such a powerful word. And so what I want to do today is try to help recalibrate our thinking as leaders along the lines of this word called more. And I want you to think about for a moment how involved this word is on your day-to-day, every single day, how involved this word is in every component, okay? So you could either be more healthy or you could be more unhealthy. So you could have you could have more broccoli or you could have more ice cream. <laughs> you, could, you could have more gym time or you could have more couch time. It's, 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 it, it impacts every single area of your life. Uh, you can have money to be more generous or that same money could make you more greedy. Uh, you could have more free time, and you could use that more free time for hobbies, or you could use that more free time to serve people, or you could use that more free time to waste your life away. This this more, this idea, this concept of more, 
is involved in every single aspect of your life. You can have more of Jesus or you can have more of yourself. In fact, John the Baptist said this when they came to him and they said, hey, they're baptizing more people than us and Jesus is having having more more success than us. And, and John the Baptist says, I only came for one reason. I came to prepare the way. And John the Baptist said this thing. He said, less of me and more of him. Less of me and more of him. So I want to I want to talk about this for just a little bit today. And really, the the reason I want to talk about this to you is because it's something that has really impacted my life. And it all started about a year ago, year and a half ago. Uh, actually, it's been longer, way longer than that. I just looked at my notes. It was November the fourth, twenty nineteen. Okay, so November the fourth, twenty nineteen. This is like four and a half years ago. Um, I had this moment where I was with my mentor and I was kind of venting. I don't know if you've ever vented before. But I was venting. I wanted more influence and more to steward, and I wanted to build more, and I wanted to grow more, and I wanted to develop more, and it was more, 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 more. And I want to tell you more of the story as I walk through this 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 podcast. But what I be, what I begin to realize is I, for a very long time, I'm very competitive. I played college basketball. I have a very competitive spirit. What I realized is that I've had to wrestle down as a leader. I've had to wrestle down this incessant desire for more. And I'm going to talk more about that, okay, and why that's important. So with a lot of self-reflection and a lot of honesty with myself, I've realized that with the more that I was chasing, what I was really chasing was purpose because we all we all are trying to find our purpose on this earth, right? Uh, I, I'm not sure if I needed more, but I sure wanted it. I sure wanted more. Uh, I need to confront, this is what I realize, is I have a, a need and I have a want. What do I really need versus what do I really want? And what I've tried to learn to do over these years is to try to learn how to confront my wanter. You, you know you have a wanter, right? You you too have a wanter. You have You have something in your life. Every leader has it. Every human has it. We have something that we want more of. And if we just had more of this, then we would be this. And if we had more time, then we'd be more successful. And if we had more success, then we'd have more money. And if we had more money, then we'd be more peaceful. Whatever your more is, we all have these mores. And so I kind of want to just ask you, what is that thing? What is that more? Is it more money? Is it more influence? Is it more customers? Is it more people in your church? Is it more campuses? Whatever it is, we all have a more. Now let's let's just confront it right off the bat. There's nothing wrong with more. Okay, I want to be very honest. Okay, I'm not against more. I love more, <laughs> and I don't think there's anything wrong with more because we were told to be fruitful and multiply <laughs> in the Bible. That's more. Um, we were told to sow a seed, and that if we sow a seed, we'll reap a harvest thirty, sixty, a hundredfold. That's more. Okay, uh, Jesus multiplied multiplied the five loaves and the two fish and fed five thousand men probably 15,000 total. That's more. He he made a lot more. He multiplied something and created a lot more. He made, when they ran out of wine, guess what he did? He made more wine. So I am not here to tell you that more is wrong, but here's what I began to realize in my life, that it wasn't, the problem wasn't my more. The problem for me was my motive behind the more. Okay. I'm going to say that one more time. My problem wasn't the more it was the motive behind my more. And this is what I feel like the Lord really began to deal with me on. And I want to help you as a re-leader to try to recalibrate your thinking uh, through the course of this. Okay. So here's, I'm going to be super vulnerable with you guys and honest. 
And see, these are some of the hard questions I would ask myself. I would ask myself questions like this. Uh, was it that I wanted to lead more or was it that I wanted to be noticed more? Okay, that's a really hard question. Ouch. Do I really, is it really that I want to lead more or is it that I want people to notice me leading more? Okay, here's another question. Was it that I wanted to build something great or was it that I wanted to be something great? Okay, that's a really hard question I have to ask myself. Is it really about what God's calling me to build or is it about me trying to build something for me that that I become the focal point of this? I know I'm being super vulnerable with y'all. Um, I had to ask myself questions like, was it that I wanted to help someone or was it that I wanted to be someone? Okay, so these are honest questions. Let me tell you something. Here's the tricky part of leading yourself because I've said this on the podcast before, but you are the hardest person you will ever lead. You're going to lead a lot of difficult people, but you are going to be the most difficult person you ever lead. And here's why, because you can talk yourself into anything. Okay. And so we have to learn as re-leaders, as leaders in general, we have to learn how to really understand ourselves and understand our motives and understand all that's happening in our mind and in our soul and in our spirit, man. All right. So catch this. This I'm I'm trying to give you four years of what I've learned about myself, and I'm trying to give it to you in 20 minutes, all right? So what I realized in myself, and this is really where I'm going to get get down to today, what I realized in myself is that I was chasing, what I was chasing after was a fabricated definition of what I deemed to be, quote, successful, Okay. What I realized over the last four years is I had come up with this fabricated vision or fabricated thought of what I thought success was. What is quote unquote success? And as a young pastor, I thought success was big church, a lot of campuses, followers, conference circuit, whatever it is. Maybe as a business person, you're like, well, I got to get hit at least 10 million in sales. I got to have at least this many uh, uh, trucks delivering my goods. I don't know what industry you're in. Um, maybe if you're a counselor, it's like, I got to have such and such number of clients or it could be anything depending on what profession you're in. But what we do is we come up with this definition of success. I mean, even a mother creates a definition of what a good mother is. And then when they fall short of what that definition is, we feel like failures. And this is what the Lord has really stirred in my heart the last couple of years. So a re-leader's success, here's what I want you to really realize, is that a re-leader's success will look completely different than an entrepreneurial leader's success. Okay, please hear me. A re-leader's success is going to be looking, it will look completely different than, a, than an entrepreneurial leader because they're two different goals, two different situations, two different organizations. Let me give you some examples, okay? So a leader, just just a typical leader, an entrepreneurial leader, maybe their success would be to say, our goal this year is to have a 35% increase in sales over last year. Okay, so that would be a successful year, 35% increase. Well, in your re-leader journey for the first year, if that's your definition of success, you're you are set out for a massive, massive disruption <laughs> in your expectations. Okay. So a leader may say 35% increase. A re-leader may say, we're looking for flat. We would be thrilled if we have the same amount of sales this year as we did last year, but we increase staff morale, okay? So our sales are going to stay flat. Our staff morale is going to go up. That's success, 
Okay. Uh, let me give you another example. Uh, an entrepreneurial leader say might say, we're going to, uh, uh, to be successful this year, we're going to launch two new products, product lines into our, uh, uh, genre. Okay. We're going to release two new product lines. A re-leader success might, to, might be to say, we're going to rebuild the systems of our current product line. Okay. We're not, re- we're not releasing anything new. We're going to try to fix what we have. And that would be successful to a re-leader. Let me give you one more. Uh, an entrepreneurial leader, a pastor might say, we're going to launch three campuses in the next five years. Okay. If I would have came in to Victory Church in my first two years and said, we're going to launch three new campuses in the next five years, I just set up the entire organization to fail. I set up, I set up our entire staff morale to, to, to go to the ditch. A success for a re-leader might say, we're going to keep our one campus from imploding over the next 12 months. And that, my friends, would be success. So you're getting what I'm saying. What we need to do, okay, and this is what I'm getting at. Here's my challenge to you. What we have to do is we have to redefine success. We have to redefine what success is. And so this story of me with this mentor of mine, I was saying, I need more of this and more of this and more of this and more of this. He looked at me and he said something to me that stopped me dead in my tracks, okay? And this is what I want to say to you, that it helped me so much over the past several years. He, he stopped me. He said six words to me, okay? I'm going to tell you what they are, okay? Digest this. This is what he said. You must find a new measuring stick, okay? I'm going to say it one more time. You're as dumbfounded as I was when he said it to me. You must find a new measuring stick. This is what he said to me. All right. Now, what does he mean? He means that I was measuring with the wrong instrument. Okay. So let me give you an example. If I said, if you said, Hey, John, how wide is that desk you're sitting at? Okay. I might look at this desk and kind of guess how wide it is. And then I may say, Oh, I don't know. It's maybe three gallons wide. You would, you'd be like, that doesn't make any sense. You're, you're using gallons to measure inches. You can't use gallons to measure inches. You can't use liquid. You can't measure liquid with inches and you can't measure distance with gallons. That That's my point. He was saying you must find a new measuring stick. I was trying to define or measure success using the wrong measuring stick. So we must ask ourselves this question. And I know there's so many other things we can talk about in re-leadership, but we can talk strategy all day long. But if you have the wrong thinking you're off on the wrong direction completely. So we must fix our thinking first. We must, as re-leaders, we cannot use the same measuring stick as other leaders because we are leading different things. Our goals are drastically different. And if you try to lead the same way other leaders lead, you will drive yourself into the ground and you will drive your teams into the ground, okay? Because we weren't built to lead the way that they lead. So we must redefine success. We must answer the questions, what is true success? What does it mean to be successful? And we need to redefine this for our staff. We need to redefine this for our organization. And we need to be very clear about what our goals are. And we need to be realistic, okay? There need to be goals that we can hit, goals that we can achieve. Go back to the previous episode we talked about. We talked about that we're hitting, we're, we're finding big, we're finding things to celebrate even small things, even internal things, we're going to find things to win at and we're going to we're going to win and we're going to celebrate these things. That is success, okay? So we're going to find those things for our organization. We're going to redefine success for the organization. 
But what I really want to talk to you about is we're going to redefine success in you. Okay. And this, I'm going to be super vulnerable with you in what I, the process I went through. And so with my mentor, we were working out together. I grabbed my phone and I started typing in that moment what my new definition of success is for me. Okay. Not for my organization. I need to start with a, with my own definition of success. What does it mean for John Chastain to be successful? And quite honestly, it has nothing to do with my career. Okay. What does it mean for me to be successful? I'm going to give you these. I'm going to give you my six. And the reason I know this, I wrote it on November, okay? November the 4th, 2019. I even know the time because I typed it in my phone, in my notes, and it tells me what time I typed it in at 4.14 p.m. I begin to redefine what it means to be successful. And this has kept my mind healthy. It, It has kept me more clear, more focused on the right things, okay? Let me give you mine, okay? Here's the trick. Um, here's the secret. Okay. When you need to make your own list, but in making your own list, here's what you have to do. Every single thing on your list should be the same formula that John the Baptist gave us. Remember, remember what John the Baptist formula was? John the Baptist formula was more, was less of me and more of him. So the common denominator with all the things that you list as your definition, definition of success, you should be able to accomplish them through the formula, less of me, more of him. Less of me, more of him. The only thing I need more of, right? Less of me, more of him. So I'm gonna give you my six. Okay, here's my six. And then you have homework. In every podcast, you're not gonna have homework, but this time you have homework. And I want you to start your own definition of success. I have six of them. I'm gonna go over them really quickly. All right, ready? These are my definitions of success that if I do these well, I win. I succeed. Okay. My first one is this, be more zealous for Jesus. Now this is my context. We may have people listening or watching that aren't even believers, but for me and my house, this is numero uno. Um, it's, it's funny to me that in the pursuit of our quote unquote more, uh, we often forget the thing that we, the only thing that we really need more of. Um, you don't need more money. You don't need more time. You don't need more influence. You don't need more leadership. You don't need more influence. Really, all you need more of is Jesus. And if you'll get that right, if you will seek first the kingdom of God, all of these other things will be added to you. And so I am obsessed, less of me, more of him. It's the only more, by the way, that you can never overdo. You can never get to the point where you have too much Jesus. So if you want to pursue more, it's the main thing that you should pursue more than anything else. All right, so that's my first one. Second one be more loving and more faithful to my wife. Okay. That's my second one. I know they're they're not that profound. Um, but what else is there? Right? Like Michelle is my best friend. She, she's more than a trophy. She's not a trophy wife. She's more than just a title. And I want to make our marriage, my crowning achievement. Okay. I want to look my kids in the eye someday as they come to a party and celebrate my 60th wedding anniversary. To me, that's success. What good would it be to build a great organization, have bank accounts full of money, but to do it alone? Okay, so that's that's number two for me. I'm going to pursue that with everything in me. I want a more meaningful, and I want to be more faithful in my relationship with my wife. The third one, okay, third one, is I want to be more intentional towards a meaningful relationship with my kids. I know, it's not getting more profound yet. 
I, I, I say this all the time, and we'll probably do a whole episode on this at some point. I do not want to sacrifice my kids on the altar of ministry. What good would it be to build a big church with multiple campuses and have no relationship with my kids? That is not success, my friends. That is failure. That is failure. I want to grow old, and I want to I want to have a relationship with my kids to where they love me. I have their heart. That, my friends, is success at its finest. All right. So that's my third and my fourth one. I want to be more healthy. Like I know these are not deep. These are not profound. But I strongly believe that if I succeed at all these things, I win. So I want to be more healthy mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. I want to do what I can do to stay physically fit. I'm not trying to be Mr. Olympian, but I want to stay physically fit because I want to hold my grandkids when I'm 80, my great grandkids when I'm 80. I want to I want to be physically fit because this is the temple of the Holy Spirit and I want to I want to honor God in the way I live my life mentally, emotionally, physically and spiritually. So I'm going to pursue more of that, okay? Number 5 is I'm going to invest more, spend less. Okay? Again, not hard, not hard to say, hard to do. I'm going to spend less today so that I can invest more tomorrow. I love to invest. I do real estate investments. Um, it's not because I have a lot of money. It's because I'm wise with the money that I have. And so I want to spend less today so that I can invest more tomorrow. And this is biblical. The Bible says that we should leave an, an inheritance for our children's children. Do you know how hard it is to leave an inheritance for your children's children? That's hard, but I want to focus on it. I want to, I want to do well at it. Last but not least, I want to have more control over my schedule. I do not want my schedule to have me. I want to have my schedule. They're not making more hours of the day, so I must be more intentional with the hours that I do have. So let me tell you something, Releader. You don't need more time. You need to steward. You need to manage more of your time. Okay? You don't need more time. You need to manage more of it. Those are my six. That's your homework. You don't need more of the things you think you need more of, okay? Your more is determined by your definition of what success is, and you need to redefine what success is for your organization and for you, and you need to find a new measuring stick, and that's your homework. List it out. I don't care if there's three or 10. List things that are truly success for your life. All right, love you guys so much. Thanks for listening today share this. You know somebody, you know somebody that needs to hear this. So copy it, text it to your team, text it to your friends, post about it on social media. It's not just helping you. It's going to help somebody else out there. Grab my book today at Amazon. It's called Releader, How to Fix What You Didn't Break. Love you guys so much. Until next time, go fix broke stuff. <laughs>